Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mr. Mark Asquith. Now, you guys know that I love small business and I love sharing, in particular, things that affect me and things that I've gone through and trials and tribulations that I've learned from and developed from and grown from. And one of the most significant things that happened to my businesses during 2015 was the fact that we actually rebranded the agency, DMSQD, into Hacksaw. We refocused, we changed direction ever so slightly, and we tightened the bolts. We became something better. And the journey from being a web agency, from being really, you know, a jobbing web agency, really, someone who would go through and fulfill projects based on a financial merit to a business where it is today, something like Hacksaw, which is much more based on the kind of work that we want to do, much more based on the kind of work that we aspire to do and work with the brands that we really want to work with. That has been a really interesting and at times really, really difficult journey. So as I say, in 2015, actually October the 1st of 2015, DMSQD became the design, brand and web agency, Hacksaw. That decision was not easy, but it's something that we knew we had to do. And that is what we're going to define, challenge and conquer today. How you can make that decision to rebrand your business and how you can learn from some of the things that we did at Hacksaw and how you can really take hold of that and actually put something together that is going to stand the test of time. It's a real, real challenge, guys. And it's something that we, frankly, we we really, really enjoyed it. But there's no doubt about it. It was a very hard decision to make and it was a process that we we you know we learned so much from internally remember we are so used to doing this for other people we are a design brand and web agency but wow doing it for yourself you learn so much from that process and i'm going to dig into that today with you so what i'd like to do is just set the scene for you imagine this it's december 2015 there's myself and my extremely good friend, creative director of Hacksaw, Mr. Kyle Wilkinson, with our feet up in the meeting room, winding down for Christmas with a cup of tea and Periscope live streaming this interview. We basically sat down and we stuck two microphones in front of ourselves and pressed record. Now, Kai is a fantastic creative director, one of the most talented designers on the planet. He has done work for Forbes, he has done work for Fortune Magazine, for Wired, and of course he's done work at Hacksaw for all sorts of different brands across the globe. So sit back, enjoy and listen to what Kyle Wilkinson, Creative Director of Hacksaw, has got to say about rebranding your business. I have got my own hashtag. Tell everyone what the hashtag is. It is hashtag <clears throat> Kyle Wilkinson. Is that a Twitter-only hashtag, or is that an Instagram-only, or is it everything? It's, it's everything. Do we hashtag it's everything now? We hashtag the world. Do you ever use hashtags on Facebook? Don't use Facebook. Interesting. I don't use Facebook. Controversial. Uh, well, I use Facebook, but for promo stuff, really. It's just it's too much whining, too mm. much preaching, too much, oh, if you, if you love me, then you wouldn't have done that bad stuff. <clears throat> I've got a bit of a frog in my throat, and it's... Uh, I'll tell you to get it out. I want you to kill a Kylo or rent it for me. <laughs> Exterminate. Kill a Kai. Rent a Kai. Now, mm. uh, I know you. You're a creative guy. 
You sit opposite me. Now, you guys listening, you might not know this, but Kai sits opposite me. I'm looking at him now. If you're watching the live Periscope, which if you're listening to this back on the podcast, you're not going to have seen the Periscope. But Kai's got his shoes and socks. Now, you've just got your shoes off and his feet up on the meeting room desk, which mm. is a pleasant look. We, we don't do many of these face-to-face combos. So I'm liking this. It's demonstrating my incredible sock buying ability. You have beautiful socks, beautiful socks. So, uh, yeah, you guys listening, you know that I am a part of Hacksaw which is a creative uh, agency, design, brand, and web based in Barnsley. And one of my co-directors is Killer Kylo Ren Wilkinson, <laughs> creative director. What do you do? Tell everyone what you do. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, it's managing the creative um, output of the company. And that could be from um, anything from the brand, web, or design um, sectors that we work across. And that's... The main part of the work, the work is me actually creating things, designing things, as well as um, providing direction to the rest of the creatives um, for campaigns to go in, for brands to go in, for, for websites. The directions that they go in, I will manage that and make sure it fits the brief that we've been set, as well as uh, the standards that we set ourselves within the company. And I know this more than most people having got you drunk before. Mm-hmm. What is your background? What did you do before this? Let's um, maybe, like don't leave out the towel shop either. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first and foremost, uh, I started off um, working in a towel shop, which <laughs> I believe uh, is where my keen interest in typography came from. When I got them marker pens and had to mark up that you could get indeed ten towels for ten pounds. That's a really good deal in all honesty. really good. When you think about it. Well, it depends if you like the quality of towel that was on offer. (laughs) Um, But then three dishcloths for 10 quid. uh, For for 10 quid, for a pound. Three dishcloths for a quid? Three dishcloths. So for 11 quid, quid. you've got everything you need. You've got everything you need. (laughs) You you can clean up anything. Wow. All right, okay. So a towel shop. So a towel shop, uh, we're a number one stop. Uh, And then quickly, after a few hours... I decided that that wasn't for me uh, <laughs> and we need an exit strategy. Um, so uh, currently alongside working uh, at the towel shop, I was at college uh, studying photography. Uh, and at that point, I was dead set on becoming a photographer. I was going to take photos of everything cool in the world, uh, whatever that be. Um, I didn't ever set style, didn't ever set approach, but I'd started pulling in work quite early. Um and one of my uh, previous jobs that I'd had, um, uh, I gained the connections back uh, to get in with those to start fulfilling their um, commercial photography and their uh, event photography as well. So that would entail me going to uh, certain corporate events, taking photos of everybody there and then selling prints uh to everybody who were there on the on the evening. Uh, Make good money out of that, to be fair. It was really good. Um, and then after getting a little bit um, ill, we will say, uh, after nearly dying of uh, an appendicitis, um, I ended up uh, getting a, a lower grade than I intended to while I was studying for my photography uh, qualification. So... Rather than resit the entire course, my tutors decided um, to recommend me for the graphic design course because they'd seen some graphic work 
that I'd done um, prior for for the exhibitions that we used to put on for the, for the to demonstrate the photography work, and fell in love with it instantly. It was uh, something that I really got on with straight away, um, and my tutors thought I, were, I showed real promise. Uh, my abilities within graphic design and this whole world that we're in now. And um, within a few months, a studio saw some of my work and offered me a job straight away. That is when, unfortunately, I had to throw the towel in. Oh, wow. On the towel job. Um, and But my intentions weren't ever to be become a, a graphic designer. I didn't even know, in all honesty, that it actually existed as an industry uh, never realised the the lengths and breadths that it, what it touches when it comes to your boxes of cereal on the morning, to the label on the milk that you put on the cereal, um, you know whatever it be. Uh, I didn't realise and recognise the the capabilities that that it had at that early stage. Um, but my thoughts and theories behind leaving my education at the time to go and work in the studio was. Why would I want to work and strive to having an education to open a door when there were an open door in front of me? So that's why I, I jumped ship and went to work for that agency. Um, I spent a little bit of time there uh, until unfortunately the whole team got made redundant um, later down the line. And then I went and worked in publishing uh, for, for quite a few years, um, doing national magazines uh, throughout the retail, um, wedding and uh, fitness sectors. Uh, there were national leading magazines uh, that we worked on, which were really good. Uh, and that gave me a lot of uh, education and insight into what would become um, the basis of my knowledge in the industry now. Uh, and after a few years, um, I started to get tired of that kind of corporate feeling um, ceiling that I felt it had um, when it came to my career. It was a very safe job, um, but it's not. I, I had a lot more ambition in terms of what I wanted to achieve. So I decided to leave uh, and set up a, a small company with Daniel Moore. Um, and we worked for, I don't know, maybe 12 months on that. Uh, we set up Pixel 1. And, um, you know, we had, we had a, a good early success winning some decent clients uh, within that tw first 12 months of setting up uh, our own little studio. And one of those clients was yourself. <laughs> so um, obviously you know the story, but for the listeners, um, we went for a pint. I think so. Was it a pint? Oh, wait, I don't know. I can't remember what we did. It was about Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas We're recording this. If you guys listening, we're recording this December 22nd, 2015. So that was, what, four years mm. ago? Four years ago, right? Around Around now. this time. And uh, we had a chat on, we, we started working with um, Mark's company. Um, uh, and we decided that we could achieve better things if we somehow could work together as companies. Um and understandably, when there's a, 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 a cross interest uh, in in the in the businesses, um, 
there was some disparity in how we could make it work between the two companies. Um, and in the end, we decided that the best way forward for it uh, would be for us all to work together under one roof, under one company. And that's when we, we merged um, with your old company. Mm. And, uh, and here we are today as Hacksaw. And, mm. and I think that and we've gone on from leaps and bounds over the last um, three to four years, uh, developing our small local um, base knowledge and client base um, into something that's much more global. And we've got clients in all throughout the UK, as far as Germany, Canada, uh, throughout the USA and and even Dubai. So I think we've done really well in terms of building that, that, that global audience for our work. And I think that's reflected in our foresight um, in that fateful trip to the pub uh, four years back uh, because we did believe um, that we, we could achieve great things and, and we have done. It's an interesting one as well because at that time we weren't Hacksaw and that's no. kind of the, the point of one of the, the reasons I wanted to pick your brains and mm. so many people like this whole, this whole push of personal branding and you know it's become a bit of a buzzword now and it's become a bit of a, a buzz phrase and we've spoke about branding before on the show but we've gone through it. We've gone through this problems with a brand, the issue of a brand that's not quite right. You know, when we merged together, we were, we sort of made what we would look back now and deem to be the wrong decision in sticking with the name mm. that we had. And we then had to try and fit that into, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. Mm. And, you know, we were DM squared. We were DM two, even at to certain people. Yeah. We had this real mix and we tried to compromise and become DMSQD, didn't we? And, mm. you know, just as a way of, compromising that was a bit of a mistake i think wasn't it it was um and it's one thing that i wanted um uh to to bring up really in terms of uh one of the key points i think when it comes to branding or rebranding is is avoiding being overly precious um because you can make the incorrect uh, decision i think deep down within ourselves um back then we knew that we were making the wrong decision mm. in some senses. We wanted to kind of come up with a new name and, and really relaunch it under this new name and this new guise and take it forward and, and away we go. But I think we were overly precious over the wrong things. We focused in on the wrong um, reasons to remain the same name and to exist as, as, it, as it currently stood, uh, which unfortunately was the wrong decision. Um, and yes, it didn't cause too many problems, but it caused enough problems for us to, you know, for it to always have a little bit of a niggle in our sides. And and I think it just comes from our judgment being clouded by being overly precious and not, in some senses, I suppose, uh, unconfident in taking mm. the step that needed to be t taken to, to take it to the new level for uh, for the business, really. I think we were a bit scared of it. You know, we were yeah. running certain contracts at the time that actually, in hindsight, wouldn't have mattered if we no. changed names. But when you think about it at the time, we were really, you're absolutely right. I think it is a confidence thing. I think we were scared of basically pissing people off. Yeah. And just really, you know, almost looking like we didn't know what we were doing. Mm. You know? Well, but if you think, oh, well, I think it's it's difficult for, for somebody who, who particularly knows and, and has got a proven track record in branding to 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 put your hands up and say, well, actually, we cocked our own branding up mm. is is not really the greatest advertisement, really. But I think that's come down that does come down from the um, 
from, from the the confidence issue that we had within ourselves that we were a, a new business effectively that we were a, a new team uh, coming together we'd worked with each other on projects but I had worked with you for quite a while uh, but I'd not worked with the other members of the team mm. uh, and we were, we were kind of taking baby steps around each other personally I um, didn't voice my opinions probably as strong as I would now, definitely not as strong as I would now, because it's uncomfortable coming into a situation where um, you don't want to upset the apple cart straight away uh, and upset that relationship when you were still bonding as a, as a team. Um, and I think when you, particularly when that team's at director level, you don't want to start having them early arguments mm. straight away and that was my that's a shortcoming particularly of me um and I, I think that was down to a confidence issue when it comes to um to 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 bringing the team together as men as i mentioned as well as probably a bit of naivety coming in from an age point of view as well because back then i would have been 23 mm. um and probably didn't have the balls to stand up for myself and say oh, actually no this is the this is the right decision. This is, I knew it then, but I just didn't stand by it and voice it strong enough. And I think that's come again, it all stems back from a confidence issue and being overly precious of back then, which was a contract that, like you said, Mark, we thought we were going to piss people off, but frankly, we wouldn't. They didn't care. They didn't give a shit. Don't care, do they? No, they're not. That, that's the interesting thing. That's one of the big lessons that everyone can take from that is that, Things generally matter. Obviously, they're going to matter a lot more to you, but you always mm. think of things as being much worse in terms of consequences mm. than they very often are. So we got, if we sort of fast forward to, it was only earlier this year, really. You know, we think to maybe, maybe we had the discussions in February or March, maybe April 2015. Sound about right? Yeah. For the discussions. Yeah, we, 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 we had the discussions prior to this, you know, over the years. That yeah. At some point, we will do it. But when that right time is happened to be this year early this year really and so why did you think we needed rebranding i'm thinking more for the guys listening out there obviously it's very you know when something's not right mm. and you can feel that but you can't often put your finger on it what was some of the number one the actual tangible oh my god we need to stop that reasons and number two what were some of the less tangible feelings-based reasons? You know, what, what led us to that decision? Because you spearheaded that, and rightly so. You know, it was that whole voice in the opinion. What led you to that decision? Well, from a tangible perspective, I think we, we always had a problem where people, nobody got our name right. <laughs> um, you know, a variety of different people would come in. And some of our best clients financially we're calling us a completely different name than we actually were trading us, and and fr frankly, that's not it's not good enough. Not it's, for a branding company. Not for a branding company. No, and 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 for some reason, and I think that's uh, our name was a mishmash of old names, yeah. and that's why our clients couldn't get their heads around a new name because they they just they didn't have a, a respect for it really because why should they because it had changed a few times it had mm. kind of not changed but transformed slightly morphed into a, a different version of itself and they didn't know what to call us because they got used to calling us one thing and it seemed to change uh, more than I changed my fabulous socks but um, so that that was the, the 
major, major reason is that when people are putting forward and recommending us for work and recommending us under a completely different name, that cycle will never be broken because a client gets introduced to us as one name, that client will then know us as that name, and then they will then recommend mm-hmm. us after that as that name, which is always the incorrect name. So it was never a never-ending loop. And how can we build a solid brand? You know, we, we've, we've been well-known for doing some great work and 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 some of the, the fantastic things that we do uh, do at Hacksaw. But if people don't know it as whatever, it, you know, name we are, you know, as we are now, Hacksaw, but back then, DM squared, DM2, DMSQD, you know, what... There's too many letters, numbers, and, and names in, mm. involved with it, and, and it, it's just not a good. We, I knew that it wasn't a good platform to build upon, and and it always felt as though any marketing PR work that we did um, was a failure, really, because that that brand that we're trying to build was always flawed from the start, and it always felt as though it would change. So therefore any effort in that PR mm. was wasted right from the start, ne- never mind if it never got anywhere or, got, or gained any traction. Um, and that led that led to that, I think in, within the team, it, le- it led to a, a, a slight lack of respect for our selves, really, because we never had a solid, solid grasp. It were always a bit, you know, if somebody gets his name wrong, it's always a little bit head down moment because it's an embarrassment on our part. It's not just our, it weren't just our problems and shortcomings. It was, you know, a client's mm. lack of respect that even though, you know, however many times we wanted to say, no, we're called this, not that, they would still call us that and not this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, if they don't want to listen to us, then, you know, there's, but it is our shortcoming. We should, we should nail and, Nail it in the first place and nip it in the bud, um, and and that that lack of respect for ourselves only then goes into the work because if 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 our staff and our team members have got no respect for or a lack of respect, not no respect, but a lack of respect for for who they work for, then that lack of respect will then unconsciously go into the work mm-hmm. um, because they, they you know they are they going to give. 99% or 100%. You know, that, that those little differences are what make a project good and great. And, and you know, I always want to aim for great. So, and, and, and trying to, to get somebody else to do that um, when they don't necessarily have a, a vested interest in the business is obviously difficult. But if we've got all these kind of hurdles in the way that are tripping, mm. tripping them up in the, in, in, in the first instance, then we should we should remove them. Do you think we had a visual problem as well? Do you think we struggled with a platform to build on visually because we had no genuine identity? Yes. Um, and I think that all stems from that that subconscious knowing of that it will change at some point. So why should why should we build this mm. identity? Personally, I think that's that's something that I uh probably um probably did with without knowing it really. Now on reflection. I think that I probably neglected it for that reason because it, it maybe um, in uh, in our example um, because even though I have an equal share in the company, 
because it wasn't a company that not necessarily I'd named personally, but I'd been part of that process. And, you know, DMSQD, DM squared, DM2, whatever, that initially came from you guys' mm-hmm. uh, initials. Maybe. And, and it never came never came across as a um, as an issue, but maybe subconsciously that, that did come across mm-hmm. as, as having some ownership on it. And I think that might have, have kind of gone into into the, the the ill feeling towards it, maybe. But I do think visually, as an identity, we 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 struggled because of the there was no foundation, there was nothing solid to build upon, uh, and and therefore it kind of all anything we did try just didn't get any traction mm. because it wasn't it wasn't well thought out. It was it was all a bit last minute, and kind of just throwing things at the wall and seeing what stuck kind of thing, which is is a good approach in in the first instance, but when you've been together a few years, it's 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 really not. Doesn't make for a good approach. solid no, brand platform, no, does it? Like, no, no, it didn't reflect everything that we were pushing out. Our our brand did yeah. not reflect the level of work that we were doing uh, and completing for our clients, and that's. I think that's quite a common thing within uh, within our field because I think it's always very difficult to do your own branding it's very difficult to work on your own things because it's very difficult to detach yourself like you would looking inwards onto onto our clients and look at it subjectively um so that it's always it's a common problem it's not just a problem with ourselves it's just that we had a few other niggling problems that 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 added to the to mm. the fire really i think it all fuel like you say it fuels that fire and mm. when you when you think about brand i mean we didn't have a logo for so long i mean good lord we didn't even have a website for two years and thankfully we didn't really need it as crazy as that sounds Mm. but it's (laughs) it's not what you preach to clients it's not what you pitch to clients and i think so many people when we talk about brand get a bit confused with things they don't necessarily know what brand is because because of the way that people use that word it can be very easily misconstrued it can come down to just being a logo and identity. So in your in your opinion, when when we went from DMSQD and we made the decision to become Hacksaw, what what did you want to achieve with the brand? Not the logo, not not the kind of visual, the simple visual moniker. What were, what were your aspirations for the brand? I think it's really getting across the type of work that we do, the level of what we deliver to, is getting across the the personal elements that we put we put part of ourselves into our projects we don't just approach them as put that there put that there and that's that as 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 wishy-washy as it sounds you have to put something in it in of yourself into it um and that being the the pressure and the 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 stress that you put upon yourself, the fight that you have with yourself to develop something that has either not been done before or tweaking something that isn't the easy option. Um, pushing a project into a direction that is just not the simple thing to do. It's reinventing something. It's not It's it's not just repeating. Mm. You know, don't repeat, reinvent kind yeah. of. It's, 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 and getting across that, that emotion of uh, that raw passion that we put into our work is 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 key. Uh, the visual elements, yes, obviously we that they're the nice things that 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 
are the foundation. But for me, the brand of Hacksaw, everything that we're about is is the passion that goes into the work, that that drives the work forward, that makes the, the work both award-nominated and award-winning. And, and, and we don't get that from just waking up and, and coming in and, uh, and ticking boxes. It's, mm. it, it is our personal abilities, thoughts and, and aspirations that we put into not only our work, but um, our clients' work as well. Well, that's the thing that makes up, when you think about it, you know, the, we're all sets of different people, but we're all just that. We are sets of different people. You know, there's so many businesses that do design brand and web. So many businesses that are web agencies and, you know, world-class branding agencies down to kind of street level, one-man band brand agencies. And what you, you know, the unique thing is the set of people, that combined melting pot mix of people that will throw in different ideas. And that's that's really important to get across, isn't it? In everything that you put out, whether it's, even if it's just how you put buy hacks or on the bottom of websites yeah. you know yeah. even the little bits of wording around that it all contributes to the brand doesn't it yeah it's 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 the the tone of voice and how we convey ourselves uh and how we portray ourselves it's it's everything from you know how well you keep your building how you know if, if everything's tidy if everything's um you know what you walk into a building and just like you would walk into an Apple shop, you get you, straight away, you understand the core values of everything is, is very well designed. Everything is tidy. Everything is, everything has its place. Everything, nothing's there that doesn't need to not be there in an Apple shop. And, and, you know, that reflects right up to their product range, right up to the packaging that they've got. You know, everything's very, very well thought out. And that is what we want. That, that, not obviously we're not trying to recreate Apple's brand, but the meticulousness of the details that you go to to develop the brand. The the details aren't the details, they are the design. And, mm. and that is the whole, you have got to design both your life and the company. And that that's right from the ground up of how you go about it and, and how you want to go about it from a business perspective. Um, so people can understand why why they want to, why they should, and why they want to work with you, because otherwise you're just another person that knows how to do a website or knows how to use Photoshop. Mm. And if it's that's the only individual um, differentiator that why people would choose you, and that's your ideas and your passion for for how you would deliver something, whatever that be. Mm. And that's really key. Do you think there's a difference between branding a new company and rebranding? Yes, but the similarities between the both, uh, between both of them, is that it, often rebranding, you've got something to base your values on, what's gone before, and 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 you've got a little more insight into what them values may have set out to be, and what they will will have become after maybe a, a few years in business, and that's the difference. Is mm. that your values and thoughts of what your brand should be about and what your brand is may be different actually in reality to what they are. Mm. Um, and that's where um, one of my uh, key points is that going back to it is don't be overly precious because if you, if you set out to be one thing, but actually it's not quite right or you 
in reality, in practice, you're not that thing. That's not your bag. Then change it to don't be overly precious to think, no, actually, this is what I set out to be. And I can be whatever I want to be. Yes. But if whatever that is, is slightly different after a little bit of an insight into it, then change it. Mm. Move the goalpost slightly and you will be better for it. Because it, there's no point plodding on when inevitably you won't have that core value for very long. If it's if you're just trying at it, because it's not a core value, then it's it's something you're trying to be rather than actually are. Um, so I think that's the difference is that you you have got that insight to base upon your choices um, and you should listen to, to that insight. Uh, and 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 put that into your rebrand, um, rather than and that you know again that's the the, the difference between a rebrand and a branding project. Mm, so you can listen to what's gone before, yeah. and you can be honest with yourself as well. Exactly that honesty within yourself of because you can base it on something is key. It's vital because mm. otherwise, what's the point in doing it? If you if you're just going to rebrand, what's the point in rebranding? If you're not going to listen to anything, there's got to be a reason for our, you know, just like ourselves, we rebranded because we noticed and realized after some time that things weren't quite right. And maybe when, you know, we weren't showing off our personal um, attributes within our brand, in our existing brand. Uh, and now we needed to, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, say to us, the reason why it's good working with you guys is it's you guys. You know, we like working with you guys. We like speaking, talking, coming up with ideas with you guys. So let's get some more of us into our branding. And that we listen to that and that's what we've done. Yeah. And that's what people need to do. If you, if you are thinking about rebranding, really, really cr uh, critique yourself on what you set out to do and what you have actually managed to achieve and what may have cropped up in that time. Good advice, good advice. And it's almost like you practice that because we are going to move into, are you sure you've written these down though before we do this? The three tips. The three you tips. You're writing them down. I am. You were struggling with two, weren't you? Well, I would just, I thought two were a bit wishy-washy. So I well, thought. We've been firmer now. I, I think it's firmer. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I've already said, I've already said one of them a few times. Well, that's all right. We'll so it just strengthens, strengthens and reiterates the Boom. point of it. It's, it. it's like proper good cement. Is it properly good cement? Mm. That's a quote. <laughs> we'll get that on Twitter. I like it. It's like a good brand's like properly good cement. Mm. Okay, I like that. Solid. So let's dig into Killer Kylo Ren's three actionable tips if you are wanting to rebrand your small business. So um, keep it unresolved. Uh, and what I mean by that is don't try and um, finalize everything from day one because otherwise you can't, allow yourself to evolve any further uh, with the brand. And that is the key to any brand staying fresh in, in an ever-changing marketplace, is that which, which all marketplaces, whatever, you work, whatever line of work you are in, it will shift, it will evolve. As technology and as new systems come into play, um, you will need to shift slightly forever. Um, and having it unresolved allows for that little bit of wiggle room where you can slightly move direction if needs be. Um, that might not ha have to happen in the first year, two years, but it inevitably will down the line at some point. And you need to prepare yourself um, just like a, an, an earthquake-proof building <laughs> uh, uh, to have that little bit of room in, in the foundations uh, to, to shift, uh, to allow yourself comfortably to move into whatever it, you need to move into. 
Do you know the cool thing with that as well is it's it's like an unsaid byproduct, which is that a branding project very often, and we've seen this with clients, we've seen it with ourselves, it can be a bit worrisome and a bit scary because you know when you when you say the words sign off, mm. I want to sign this new branding. It's very final. It, it does. It feels like well, wait a minute. What happens if we change it? What happens yeah. if we shift it? So the idea of okay, look, this is this is the line in the sand from here on out. This is this will be the core of the business. But mm. actually, we can shift it. We can tweak it. We can mm. change it. But what we're saying is fundamentally that's what we are. Mm -hmm. Is that the that's that, the core? That of is. That. It's, well, it's your branding is your values that you adhere to. Um, it's not necessarily the color that you assign to, uh, to, to, to that belief. Um, if you need to shift that, you can leave yourself. Don't be kicking yourself for, for, for allowing yourself to do that. It's vital because otherwise, if you haven't got that wiggle room, then you're going to be rebranding completely, uh, which is, it can be avoided. You know, people don't have to completely rebrand if you allow yourselves in the rebrand um, flexibility um, because you everything needs to be flexible. Trends, um, styles, everything will shift. Um, if if you rebrand in uh, with a, a good designer like Hacksaw, <laughs> then you will have the timelessness um, instilled into that design. But that doesn't mean it's timeless forever. You know, it, it it means elements will be timeless, but things will need to change around it to make sure it can be timeless. That's yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a really good way of putting it as well. Leave leave your rebrand unresolved. That's a good one. Mm. I like that. Number two, sir. So it's again really looking at the honesty um, and getting something of yourself within your brand, you know, what, whatever that be about your company, be honest with yourself about what that is. And the reason be the reason behind that is that an, an emotive and honest brand, um, creates a much more, um, stronger bond with the audience and allows for longevity with that connection. And the reason, the reason being is people connect with emotive brands. You know, the, one of the biggest brands that has managed to do it over and over again is Coca-Cola. You know, when that Christmas advert comes on, it's Christmas. When holidays that holidays yeah, are coming, holidays are coming. It's always amazing. Yeah, that I always know it's Christmas when Father Christmas. It's sad that Father Christmas is drinking a Coke. To be fair, it is because you know it's commercialised Christmas. But and it's bad for his teeth. But it's emotive, and <laughs> and I it, it, that has stuck with me for same with Toys R Us. Yeah, when that advert comes on, there's millions of people all under one roof or whatever it is. It's called Toys R Us. When that advert comes on, it's fantastic, and I know it's Christmas, and it brings back uh, you know the power of nostalgia is like unparalleled when it comes to branding. Um, well, it's that whole John Lewis thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, 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 that, the emotive connection yeah. within a brand uh, is, 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 is immeasurable when it comes to, to, to monetizing your brand. It's just, it will, nostalgia is one of the most powerful tools and, 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 and creating that emotive connection with your clients, um, it just cannot be measured because it will always, always come back to them and that, and they will always come back to you. Um, so try and be honest with yourselves what that is 
uh, put something of yourself in it uh, and and get some emotion into your brand. Don't mm. just let it be uh, robotic and, and static because mm. people do not connect with you. You've got to be a bit courageous with that as well. Yeah. You've got to let yourself say, do you know what, it's all right to put my own stamp and personality on that. Yeah. I let my brand be a bit more of me because there's yeah. that whole... Got to be professional. Yeah, I've got to be well, businessy. Well, people—that's the thing—is people, uh, and I, we, we did this. Mm. This is the whole point behind um, our problems in our brand is that we didn't have that confidence because we felt like we had to be, well, we had to be businessy. Yeah. We had to, we had to be um, very corporate in the in the sense that, oh, we can't change our name because it's on that contract, and oh, whoa, 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 whoa. no, put something of yourself into it. And, and, and get that connection with your audience, whoever that be, your client base want to work with you. Mm. And that's why, that's why people don't get on with people in call centers because they're just robots. Uh, <laughs> for what? Sorry, Matt. You just dropped your book. I just dropped my book. You, you, if you heard a bang, then it's not him falling off his chair. Oh, no, he just dropped his book. Hey, wait a minute. Have you, are you going to be all right with number three? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Number three. <laughs> I've already mentioned we're good. it. <laughs> I thought we'd have to but, quit. But that, yeah, people, people like people. People like to work with people. Um, yeah, so building that emotive um, response into your brand um, will just improve the connectivity within it with people. Mm. So that is a is, is a key one. No, I love that. I love that. And it comes back to kind of the whole marketing side of things as well. You know, people people work better with emotional benefits. So if, yeah. if you're a brand, if you're a business, a small business especially, that yeah. wants to email market or wants to market to people on a budget but want to increase the results, you're going to have to get deep and emotional with this. Yes. And the brand, if that if the, if it's spearheaded by the brand, your life's going to be so much easier because you're already standing for these things. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a robotic, faceless brand trying to pretend you know, yeah. it's not Arnie well, T2, well, people, is it? People see, people see through things. Yeah. People see through things when they are being fake and not true to themselves. And that, when when Apple say, even though they do say some outrageous things, um, like the best thing since iPad or whatever, you know, like, oh, the smallest thing since iPhone 4S or whatever. <laughs> you know, they come out with the most utmost rubbish at times. But it's believable that they believe it. If well, that's that makes a good sense. point. Yeah, is that is that they they actually believe that, and they do them those values that they instill, they do live by. However outrageous they are, they are, they still live by those those beliefs, and 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 it does go into the work and 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 the meticulousness of of their brand. Mm -hmm. um, Apple's is always one to to really highlight because they are so responsible, not only for bringing. Um, all these wonderful things to the world from a product basis, but the uh, the greatest thing that that I think they brought to the table is the awareness um, and the power of good design. You know, they from the packaging, from the branding, from the copywriting, all across the board. From the from obviously the the, the store designs, uh, everything that they do is is well designed and it's brought to the masses. Um, the awareness and the power of, of quality design and, and it's 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 opening that door to people to apply the same core values to their own business they don't have to be 
a global billion dollar company to apply the same principles to their smaller business. And, and I think that that is their greatest achievement, not the iPhone or whatever they're going to come up with next. The iWatch is certainly not. The iKai. Uh, the iKai. Oof. That's, Quite like that. I like that. iKai Loren. Let's get, let's, oh, we can't get jobs on phone. We can't get Steve Jobs on phone, no. pal. No, you're right. Good. You're right. This is a bit um, awkward. We're not going to yeah. edit this one, though. So, Johnny Ive, if you listen, I apologize. Yeah, no, for it. it's, uh, but there is, it is their greatest achievement. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the, the awareness. But, um, but my third one, uh, as I've already mentioned, is um, don't be too precious. Don't be overly, overly precious on, on your brand uh, as it currently stands or at any point. Um, don't be afraid of kicking things out because that's what you set out to be. Mm. Um, don't be precious over it. Don't be precious over your brand. Do you know one of the things that I feel personally stops people with this, even when you know there's a rebrand, on the horizon, mm. whether it's a year down the line or you, whether you're desperate to get it done now. The biggest thing is the real low level minutiae, that whole, oh my word, there's, this logo is just on everything. Yeah. You know, I've just going to have to get in. Oh, it's going to cost a fortune or yeah. it's going to do this. That, no, don't, don't be, if it's not right, sort it. And at least you can be clear with people and say, well, listen, Okay, you've got the old version. Let me change mm. that for you. Yeah. You don't have to try but and go out there and change you, everything. Use it, like you said, turn turn it around and use it as an opportunity to, to get in touch with clients that mm. you might not necessarily spoke to in a few years or, or in however long. Well, we did that actually, didn't we? We exactly. reactivated a few clients exactly. on that. And, and I think it, it does allow for a, that rejuvenation that it brings throughout the whole company. Um, that, that boost that it brings mm. the whole team can... It's it cannot go unnoticed at yeah. how much life it brings to the business. So you do get the added benefits that you might not necessarily think of and notice right at the start of the daunting task of rebranding or or, or, or throwing something out, whether or not you're just chopping um, something out of the business to make your brand stronger or your, your offering stronger um, because you're not diluting your messages uh, as much. Uh, you know, we've done that kind of a little bit um, of the years when we've offered things as services uh, and then stopped offering them because it's not really at our core business. We felt like we needed to do them because they were fringe products, fringe uh, services of our core services. But in actual fact, it diluted mm. Uh, our core service rather than uh, added to it. And again, that's a confidence thing. It is a confidence thing, but it's again, not, not being over precious. Overly precious is, it, it clouds your judgment and and it makes you make the wrong decisions um, mm. and, and avoiding that and, and really taking a, a good hard look at what actually you, you, you are thinking about delivering, uh, you know, whether that is your brand or your service. You've really got to have a, a subjective look at what you are actually looking at. Mm. And uh, because otherwise you don't get anywhere. You end up carrying on and plodding on as as you are, uh, and then s s swapping it in a few years. Yeah. Because you, if you know if you've got them concerns, but you are overly precious and keep them, then that gut feeling will only come back to haunt you mm. 
later down the line when you've built up that confidence to actually make the, the difficult decision. It, it, it's, an, it's a natural instinct to move away from, from the difficult decisions and the difficult conversations that, that you've got to have both with your team and with yourself. It's, it's, it's natural, mm. but it's being firm and strong with yourself to actually face it now rather than later down the line when it'll probably have grown into a worse problem. I think the, one of the points you made there about that, uh, one of the unexpected byproducts of something like that is the cultural impact it has, so rejuvenating mm. the team. Mm. Like with us, you know, even even though it's slow progress because you, you've got your day job to do, you know, quote mm. unquote day job, you know, even doing the building up. You know, yeah. we've swapped some of the door handles out yeah. for red rope. So it, yeah. you, you've got this personality just, in there. Yeah, we've got a little bit more personality, a lot more character to to it. And it, and it just, it's the little things. It's the little things that, that do make the difference day to day. The big things, they're all right for the launch, but they're, you know, they're, they're great for doing, you know, getting a name mm. or whatever it be out there. But it's the little things that affect your personal self and your team morale and personality from day to day the little things that, that, that make mm. a big difference yeah it is the de- like, like you said the detail's not the detail mm. the detail's the design yeah. it's a good quote that I like that super stuff cheers buddy good uh, good chat that really no enjoyed problem. that so before we wrap it and we're going to get the hashtag in where can people connect with you online um, obviously uh, you can check out all our work at uh, Studio.com, uh, and you can find me on twitter at Kai Wilkinson and on Instagram at Mr. Kyle Wilkinson. Are you sure? Mr. Kyle Wilkinson. You got a personal site where you put some of your personal stuff? Uh, yes, you can see uh, some stuff at kylewilkinson.co.uk as well. Um, and that just uh, has more experimental stuff on that uh, might be pushing our work into uh, new territory really. super stuff yeah check it out guys we'll get everything in the show notes as well so don't worry if you missed anything and cheers for joining us for this 30 minutes i've enjoyed that it's not often we do a live one so cheers for joining us and head over to excellence-expected.com for all of the links that killer kylo ren wilkinson just mentioned and whilst you're over there you can sign up to one of a myriad of free books free resources free videos and whatever else you need to help your business excel so thanks once again guys cheers to mr Killer Kylo Ren Wilkinson. <laughs> That's sticking. We're keeping that. We're keeping that? Beautiful. We're keeping that. I like it. I like Beautiful. it. I'm going to get it tattooed. We're going to get it tattooed. He's going to get it tattooed. I'll put a picture of that online as well, folks. Love it. With the hashtag Kyle Wilkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Adios. Adios.